Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness, the podcast about bad movies sometimes. Well, not today, it's not. Uh, this is our first Corona-sode, uh, coming to you midweek to keep you guys somewhat sane or maybe possibly make you more insane because we're going unscripted this week uh, because... Uh, like we do every week. No, Let's be realistic. We do not script anything. No, it's not exactly like a... <laughs> and then Jackie says... Um, but we have a tempo. This is just a, a, a bullshit episode where we're going to talk about whatever uh, comes to mind so that the listeners can feel like they also uh, are going insane slowly while being stuck in isolation. Well, Sam's mic is still on a salsa jar, so I understand. Um, yeah, have you named you the salsa jar? Korea. Yeah. Have you named it? Like Betty? No. Like yeah, like Betty, like this is El Salsaria. Here's the no, problem. The microphone stand. No, I'd rather just say coming to you live from a taqueria salsa jar. <laughs> well, okay then. Here's the mess I've created, Sam. I went ahead and told her that because we're completely unscripted and unfiltered and I'm probably not going to really edit anything uh, unless she says something super racist, I cackle and then pass out from drinking too much. And then you uh, get frustrated and um, beat a wall with a baseball bat. That's the only way I'd edit anything. So now she's completely unfiltered. So she's going to say the weirdest shit she possibly can. I've, I've, I've let her off the chain on accident. And I've had a yeah, very that's... stressful day working at home. And so now I'm ready to be a weirdo. Yeah. You were, you were filing your TPS reports, and then your dogs ate them. <laughs> <laughs> my dog ate my TPS report, boss. You're fired. Uh, and then I'll be like, "Good luck getting my signature from home." So here's what we're gonna do, listeners. Uh, and I should specifically speak to any listener that's new to the podcast because uh, we are getting quite a few of them every week. Um, if you're here for bad movies and you want to listen to three idiots talk about bad movies and riff on a movie, just go to uh, the episodes that were released on Monday. You'll notice them because they don't have Corona soda in the title. They'll have the title of a goddamn bad movie in it. So just listen to that and you'll be much more happier or come into the family, come into the fold, be one of us, be a weirdo in the basement too. Uh, because we want you to uh, join the rest of the fam, as it were, and uh, suffer equally with the rest of us. Is Sa Sam in a basement? I think I... No, I have my own office. Oh, you fucking loser. You're on the first floor, aren't you? You're a first floor. I'm on the first floor. Oh, God damn it! He's cooler than us. Uh, nobody's cooler than me. Uh, Sam, How? what's going on? Like, what is... <laughs> your thing right now because i only can talk to jackie and she pretty much just says the same weird shit she says on the podcast when i like hey hunt honey are you hungry for dinner and she's like, <laughs> like she pulls a shit that's what up. she says yeah she says <laughs> like she's uh doing the super bowl that's what they do in the super bowl you, I, how did you miss that dude the shakira <laughs> oh i thought that was her butt <laughs> That's also the sound Jackie's butt makes, too. So, anyways, how's things it's going? It's sexy, apparently, because it was on the Super Bowl. Right. How's things going, buddy? How's uh, well, I'm still working. I know. When, yeah. When will you stop working, though? Because our state just issued that nobody who is a mandatory worker has to work. Or is your boss a complete fucking dickhead? Es essential, essential businesses, Jackie. The, everybody's mandatory, but... Yeah, well, mandatory to yeah. stay home. Is, is your boss the guy who's like, hey, we should take advantage of this situation and make all of the signs? No, that's the thing. I don't work for I'm there's a sign person, but I work for a, a company that does printing. And one of the things that we do a lot of printing for hospitals. So we're not sure once we've declared non-essential, I think everybody goes home. I mean, who declares that, though? Like, is the governor going to send you a letter and be like, hey, check it out. You're not essential. Like, how does that even work, do you think? I don't know. What I do know is that the city, state, and 
hospitals and things like that are still ordering stuff and making sure we're staying open. Right, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get too delved into like the uh, essentiality of anybody's job, particular. But um, Jackie and I are blessed because a, I've always worked for blessed. Oh goddamn! Yes, don't say are, that. We are so blessed. Thank I hate you, that. Thank you for coming here today, so that I can give you a good blessing. Um, uh, Mal wedge. We're we're lucky because uh, I've always worked from home, and Jackie works for a very progressive university that sent her home basically as soon as we came from Hawaii. But there's a lot of wiggle room, like uh, you know, uh, small businesses are are tough to run. Period. They're always lean, and then you're told, "Hey, don't uh, don't do any business and send everybody home," and you don't want to. You don't want to do that. Oh, no. In the first few days, everybody's going to be like, we can make it. It's going to be fine. But what's going to happen is what happened in Seattle. And I was playing video games with one of my Seattle buddies. And he's like, now, because, you know, people really need to get off the streets. They're just slapping people with $500 fines. Right. Right. I saw saw a video uh, in Brazil. Uh, I think it was Rio. But because of the beach problem, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but all the idiots that went out on uh, spring break. And like, I still got a spring break. Screw coronavirus. If I get it, I get it. That fucking shit. Um, and AIDS. And AIDS, right? Well, you, you know, every everybody's gonna get AIDS, right? Eventually. Um, yeah, but it's spring uh, break. Yeah, <laughs> for spring break, um, you're gonna get the herp pl- clearly, and you've probably already got it. One in four. Um, they, oh, I've been to spring break. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one in three here, Sam. They're, we're missing a fourth person to fill in that, like, oh, one of it's, us has got it. Now no, we don't spring, know because there's only three of us. It's spring break. It's all for one and one for all. So what you're saying is that you have the herp. We all have the herp. I have herpes of the mouth. We're scumbags. We all have herpes. Um, my Chicken point, pox is herpes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my point is, is that, you know, like we saw the view of Florida, the people on the beaches uh, that Ron DeSantis didn't close down the beaches because he's a jackass. But I saw a video in Brazil uh, where people there was like onesie twosies uh, on the beach. Not very many people, but they sent a chopper out and they st- they brought the chopper really low. And there was guys with guns in it like it was a gunship because, you know, hey, it's fucking Brazil. Right. Uh, and they just started blowing sand at the people's faces <laughs> with just... the chopper. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a little extreme. Uh, it was pretty sweet, actually. Even though that's I, pretty creative, know, really. Well, I mean, if you got the, a chopper, use it. The millennials of all uh, creeds deserve that sort of treatment. But. Right. It made me think of other uses for choppers that we hadn't thought of, like chopper art. Like, get a big canvas and just blast paint everywhere <laughs> oh i see i already went to a more positive and i was thinking about just slinging red baron pizzas out of a <laughs> out of the side of a black hawk <laughs> red barons for all and then but at the same time they're coming from up in the air and it's you feel like you're being attacked by the baron right it's basically like i come in peace and then you get a pizza a fucking red baron severs your head <laughs> i come in pizza well it'd be in the 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 cardboard box. I'm with Sam. It would come in. Oh, no, no. I would cook them first. Oh, yeah, God right. damn, yeah, Sam. That could cut somebody's head off. Yeah, put a little. Oh, they're quite soft versus other cardboard pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Every, anything that comes at you at 150 miles an hour is going to probably not feel real great. I'm pretty sure Sam would aim for the butt crack. If he was in the chopper, like getting these people off the beach with red barren pizza, he's like, pizza to your butt crack. Well, it doesn't really matter. Go try to throw anything like a Frisbee out of a helicopter that has the blades on and it's going to go straight down. Right in the butt crack. Uh, Jackie is obsessed with the butt crack. She wanted to. I, I was like, hey, Jackie, what's a good thing that we could call uh, these episodes? Like, what's something clever that's relevant? And she was like, butt crack. I'm like, God, that's fucking, <laughs> what? what the fuck does that even mean? It means it's in the crack of the week. No, it's hump day. <laughs> No, the cracks are on crack the, week. The, if it was crack, crack week, is a different thing that happened to Marion Barry. I think. <laughs> I love his jams. Uh, I've got some topics. Oh, I had one too, but that's okay. Go. Sam's first. got a topic too. Fuck, I'm the only one that doesn't have one. You actually do. Uh, we'll, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go with my topic is butt cracks, and no, we'll talk about it later. No, no. <laughs> 
Um, I've got some listener feedback. Ooh. Specifically about uh, this episode and being stuck in uh, isolation and what we're all doing. Uh, this email comes from listener Jeremy M. Very, very good listener, and we love him very much. He's a Hi, Jeremy! Big supporter on Patreon, which we should plug because uh, this podcast... Now that everybody's broke, give us money. Right, no shit. But this podcast <laughs> is... Because Sam is uh, socially distanced by the distance of about 50 miles away from us, the only way we could do this... 15. Is it only 15? Okay. It's only 15. It takes an hour to get out to you. Yeah. It's because our fucking infrastructure sucks. <laughs> takes uh, fucking 15 minutes to get from Pasadena to Pomona, or 50 minutes to get from Pasadena to Pomona as well. That's what we modeled ourselves after. Yay. Um, either way, uh, we're more than six feet apart, and the only way we could do that is with the support of our Patreon supporters. So please go to patreon.com. Uh, forward slash stinker madness and uh, chip in so that uh, we can hopefully get Sam some more. Uh, we've got such a great setup at our house, but we can't share any of that with Sam. We can't even give him his microphone because we can't be in the same room together. It's bullshit. But if you can support us, uh, we could help Sam get uh, uh, better sound and quality out at his location out in the armpit of America. So that he doesn't <laughs> have to talk on the uh, head of Beta. You're just going to let that go? The well, we all know that little... where he lives is the armpit, but yeah. it is he's not. talking on a salsa can, man. <laughs> he's talking on a salsa can. Like eight miles west of me? Yeah. Actually, I, I like where you live. It's actually a pretty nice place. It is a nice place. To be. Didn't used to be, but it is now. Um, Jeremy M. says, hey, y'all. Just listen. Hi, to Jeremy. Hey, y'all. Just listen. Sonia wants to say hi, too. That's our corgi. Uh, she's a nice lady. She's barking at Sam at the she's, moment. She's discovered Sam on Skype. <laughs> His face in the monitor. She has no problem with people on television, but when she sees <laughs> Sam's face, she's like, no! <laughs> she's, well, we should... We should say that Sam's one of her boyfriends. And uh, now that Sam is on the TV, she is being a fucking weirdo. Sonia. Sonia. Sonia, stop. Yeah. Okay. okay. Jeremy M. Jeremy. Hey, y'all. Just listen to your latest episode on Firecracker. I'll be viewing it soon as you said it's on Prime. I'm writing because I love the show and bored and you said to. Haha. Uh -huh. I work in the healthcare industry repairing medical devices, so I am still working steadily, unlike some of my fellow non-essential citizens. I'm looking at you, Sam. Actually, he didn't say that. I uh, interjected that sure. uh, because I think it's bullshit that you're still working. Uh, I hope everyone is doing okay. I'm sticking to my normal loner activities and have taken this opportunity to catch up on and discover some new stinkers. First, just watched 88 Minutes recently. Some beautiful Al Pacino stinking that one for sure. Also currently watching Cliffhanger, a favorite since my childhood. I'm very surprised that Jeremy M. didn't uh, pick up on 88 Minutes when we did our episode on 88 Minutes. Or Cliffhanger. Uh, well, yeah, that as well. Anyway, just a few I've recently watched you guys may be interested in or would like to comment on. I See You, a terrible Stallone detective plot where he's tracking down a killer in a rehab center where the T-1000 is a resident. We've been eyeing uh, ICU yeah. like before all the coronavirus shit went out. It's been on Prime for goddamn ever, but we just could never grow the balls to to pull the trigger on it. You, we've been afraid of it. I've been afraid of it for probably 20 years whenever it came out. Right. It was just like that one. It wasn't that after the one where he got stuck in the tunnel. It was like when Stallone had really fallen flat on his ass and... Like there was a, really no reason to watch any of his movies. Like, like right in that Assassins area. Is that where we're talking about? Oh, no. that's Assassins was still fun. I'm talking about like after the race car one. Driver. He did one where he got stuck in the channel or something like that. And I watched it and forgot it immediately. And I was like. <laughs> well, there's like. It's not the channel. It was just like a big tunnel and he gets stuck in. Daylight. Oh, daylight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Uh, I watched Daylight at the theater, and I was like, you know what? I'm done with you for a while, bud. And then <laughs> you I see you bucks. came out after that, and I was like, no. And I've been pretty no on it since. It was uh, like 
stop her, my mom will shoot. You're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Oscar, I'm you're okay like, with nah, that. I'm fine with this. It was it was daylight that finally drove you away. <laughs> Have you seen that shit? No. Uh, yes, it's I did, bad. I did, but when it came out. Yeah, and and then it was so bad that we've immediately forgotten everything other than he was stuck in maybe the channel. We should do an episode on daylight. Oh. I don't know. Maybe we should do an episode on I see. I see you. Maybe we want to prove it first, though, because um, we don't get a thumbs up or a thumbs down from Jeremy here. He also goes on, kiss the girls, where a monotone, shitty detective, Dr. Morgan Freeman, as Alex Cross, tracks down some bad southern accents and Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Carrie Elwes is the bad guy in that. Right. Yeah. Right. Kiss the girls. Which I just I spoiled. Deal. Because that was the the real twist at the end that you saw coming from oh, the whole time. Everybody knows that Carrie Elwes is the bad guy. Like he's always the bad guy. Is this the one where they he's got the ladies? He's, not, the, he's never the bad guy. The woods and they're in this like underground type yeah, thing with. I think so. One of the Judd sisters. Um, no, yes, I, Ashley Judd. Yeah, the, or was she in the Bone Collector? That's uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, Ashley Judd is in. They're not the uh, same person. No. Okay. Huh. All right. I thought they were the same person. No, there's a huge cup size difference there. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. That's how I keep track of it. You're (laughs) ten. I did. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What is Jeremy still going? Yes. Finally, my favorite as of recent: desperate measures where a shoulder padded Andy Garcia, which is always great is trying to catch an over-the-top, terribly acted, great one-linered Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton! As a convicted killer who has his son's matching bone marrow to save his life. Laughable moments and solid action. Huh, I am completely unfamiliar with this movie. I am unfamiliar with it as well. I know that Keaton fell upon some dark times. I know, but like they were such dark, like barely dark times. They weren't near as dark as what other actors of his caliber fall into sometimes. All right. So what was I that see one you called? with Stallone? Right. Exactly. Like Stallone or other people that look like Stallone. Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes fell into some dark times. We were just talking about him. When did he get out of those dark when times? Did he get out. Uh, I would even say that Morgan Freeman, a uh, cherished actor, quote unquote, uh, has fell on darker times than uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's a goddamn American treasure. Like, I like Michael Keaton so goddamn much that I would go American Treasures are Jack Nicholson, Tom Hanks, and Michael Keaton. That's the that's the order. That's the the established hierarchy of American Treasures. When the when the first one dies, which we all know who that's going to be, please don't be Tom Hanks. Uh the the next one moves up into the ranking of number 1 and then eventually Michael Keaton's going to be like, "Ha, American Treasure Michael Keaton." Well, I've got an announcement to make based off of this whole conversation and Jeremy's uh, willingness to share his opinions. I will go with Desperate Treasures. Desperate Desperate Treasures. Desperate Treasures. Jackie is going with Desperate Treasures. What's Uh, it called again? Sounds good. Is that a horse? Yeah. Is horse racing back already? I've been drinking. (laughs) The trifecta. I put it at number one. (laughs) (laughs) A long shit stick and flappy cock. <laughs> what was it called? Desperate Measures is the name of the movie. Oh, okay. Jeremy, I'm going with Desperate Measures next week for oh, my pick. Oh, for your episode. Uh, So that, you know, it, it sounds interesting. I might be a little drunk on some wine. Yeah, you're actually not going to do that because you've got a better pick and we need to uh, ah, all of our no! episodes first to make sure that they qualify. But... I'm going to say, I'm going to look at this one, germs, and uh, see what I can do. Germs? Whoa. We're on a first name basis now. I get to give him a nickname. Uh, the next email I've got is coming directly from COVID-19. Uh, germs. Germs. Jeremy. Call somebody germs during a corona. Oh, come on. fucking pandemic. That's Everybody terrible. calls a germy a germs. No, I do not. I call them. I do. I don't even call them germy. I call them Jeremy, as their names are spelled. Jeremy. Yeah. I'll be looking unless, at this movie for future picks. Unless they spell it with an E at the end instead of a Y, then I call them Jareem. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Jeremy is listening to this and going, uh, I believe I spoke in the podcast today. Can you finish my email? Because Oh, that's not the end? Jeremy, you know. Yeah, I, I got it. Pearl Jam. 
Oh. Like, raised my hand. Yeah. He unleash, lion. Okay. Anyway, a quick uh, keep it going and stay safe to you guys. Thanks for your show and your good sense of humor. Best wishes. Jeremy M. Jeremy. Yeah. All right. I like your comments, Jeremy. Sam, I'm drinking heard? Greyhounds, and I'm not doing that. What the hell? <laughs> what? I've been this three. <laughs> What's a Greyhound? Uh, vodka and grapefruit juice. That sounds... Why is it a Greyhound? Like, that doesn't make gray, does it? Grapefruit juice is the gray in the hound. But it's not gray juice. It's grape juice. No, grapefruit juice. Right. So it should be a grape hound. It's fast. It's dumb. Because that would make it seem like it's grapes. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Either way. That's why it's a greyhound. And if you put salt on the rim, it's a salty dog. Ah. Mm. Okay. That sounds that sounds all right. Uh, it's all right. Sam, how are you doing on toilet paper? Good. But we ordered a hand wand bidet. What's a hand I'm, wand bidet? I'm, I'm sorry? It's a bidet that you attach to the side of your toilet, and then you can just grab it and do your butt wash that way. My God. <laughs> so it's like a toilet brush for your butthole? With water. Yeah. Oh, so it ha- it's, it's connected to water, and it squirts you in the butthole. You know like what a the bidet French. is, right? Yeah. It's instead of being built in, it's just a hand wand that you use. I haven't, we haven't got it yet. I'm worried that it's just going to spray shit all over my balls. How does it? <laughs> then I'm just going to have to take a shower. It's after not that. just. But we'll find out. It's not just your balls. It's not just your balls. It's the whole like bathroom. It's just going to spray shit everywhere, right? I hope not. I think it will. Like, I don't get, I don't get bidets. Like, it seems completely unsanitary. We're told that, uh, you know those power jet uh, hand dryers that uh, are in the bathrooms now, the, like the public bathrooms. The ones that coat the whole bathroom in fecal matter? That's what mm-hmm. we're be told is that they coat the whole bathroom in fecal How does a bidet not coat the whole bathroom in fecal matter? It's just... Well, supposedly you're supposed to keep your ass sort of like kind of contained in the bowl. It's going to be <laughs> tricky. I am so excited and, for when you get this thing, Sam. Yeah, we're going to need a report. It's either going to... Well, the real problem is is that all of the reviews were five stars. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. One of them like started out, your ass will never be so clean. <laughs> or, do you have to dry like, your ass off afterwards? Or is yeah, it... Yeah, you do. Okay, you're so really, you got a towel? Or uh, what's no, the deal you're, there? You're just going to really minimize the amount of toilet paper you're using. I guess, you know, mm. if you got a case of the sticky browns, you know, that's that's where you're in the danger zone. If you're just flushing out diarrhea, that's probably going to be about the same amount of toilet paper that's being used. But you're I I anticipate spraying my butt, getting shit everywhere, slipping in the water and uh-huh. then hitting my head on the counter. Right. <laughs> and then having to call for your gal. Uh, oh, oh Sam's got a gal now. I don't know if we mentioned that before. But Sam does have a gal now. I, I think we've mentioned something. We may have mentioned it, but uh, either way, when you hit your head on the counter, you're going to go out. So that's just how they find you with your pants around your knees and shit all over the bathroom. Like clutching Elvis. a water pick right. that you were holding for your butt. Yeah. Actually, you'll probably pull it out of the side of the toilet, which is just sprays the wall. And then you got to call the restoration people. Like <laughs> I was going to say, does it shut off if you pass out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have those answers. That's how Warren G. Harding went. So, in, in other words, next week on the podcast, we're going to get an update about this toilet bidet. I hope so. A butt update. Yep. A butt date. You know, because it's a podcast. Everything's got to be shortened and smashed together. Like, like we're cle- clever. Like a You're just trying to a get away date, with my butt things. Uh, it, I mean, the podcast is literally a smash up of words. So, you know, that's the whole thing. We, it's, it's tradition. You guys want to talk about some films, some TV? Uh, yeah, sure. I want to talk about um, the King Lion. The Lion King uh, starring the voice of James Earl Jones from 1992. No, no, no. I want to talk about the guy from Oklahoma who had a lion sanctuary 
And are you talking about the television show currently streaming on the uh, subscription platform called Netflix entitled Tiger King? Yes, Tiger King. My God. Tiger King. Okay. I want to talk about that. Have Have you seen it, Sam? Of course not. Oh, God damn. You got to watch this thing. Maybe we should wait until you have a chance to watch. Because maybe. and maybe our they listeners never talk about it ever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe we should wait until our listeners and you have a chance to to, to watch the Tiger King, it is fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, the thing I want to say about it is if, you, if you're if you unfamiliar with it, which you probably are, uh, it's a documentary. And I, I do think that Netflix documentaries are actually like, like, why do their shows suck so bad? Because their documentaries are tip top. I wouldn't say that they're HBO quality, but they're pretty goddamn good. Um, when I first heard about the Tiger King, I figured like based off of the cover art, that it was about like Siegfried and Roy. I thought it was just a documentary about a man getting eaten by a tiger. And I'm like, oh, I've already seen it. Like I saw the guy get eaten by the bear. I've seen the guy get eaten by the tiger. I'm good. I don't need to do it multiple times. That is not the case. This is a big fucking deal. This documentary, as my understanding is, is taken 10 years to film. Uh, which is a long time to film any documentary. And a lot of it is archival footage from uh, this this guy who uh, had a tiger sanctuary and tried to make a... Uh, a Joe real- Exotic. Yeah, his name is Joe Exotic. Um, it's Joe Savage or something like that. Or Joe Arnold. He changed it twice. Yeah. Uh, but his whack job name is Joe Exotic. Um, he, uh, he started a reality show back in like 2006 or tried to make a reality show, but it turns out he was too big of a nut job to be able to even do it. Um, but this whole cadre of, uh, people that are revolved around owning, uh, privately tigers, private tiger zoos or big cat zoos, they're all fucking shitty, awful, terrible people. Like, it's crazy how, for a while, this thing shows that, like, Joe's the focus of this, and he sucks, but maybe he's the best of them all. And then he also super, you have to keep reminding yourself, oh, yeah, Joe sucks. Joe sucks. The FBI needs to keep an eye on this guy, but there's also all these other people. It's insane. I think we should wait to talk about it further until Sam no. has a chance to no. watch. If he's interested. No. Are you interested? No. There you go. Ah, God damn. Uh, also, uh, welcome to our first and last Corona zone. <laughs> Are you going to kill me later? Uh, I might. Um, so, Jackie and I, I think I, I, I speak for her, but uh, I highly recommend the Tiger King. It's a microcosm of of everything that has gone wrong in probably not just America, but uh, uh, definitely in America in the last 15 to 20 years. It's yeah. fucking bonkers. Uh, especially with Big Cat Rescue. It's it's just, well, it's, not, it's ju- not just Big Cat Rescue. These All of these people are breeding big cats, selling them off to private owners, and there are more cats in captivity than there are in the wild. And I'm all for it if they're with a a public zoo and they can get the care and... Uh, with the intention to be released in the wild. Right. About animal preservation. Uh, not. They can get the, the care and, and needs that they have, but uh, these people are just fucking assholes. I mean, like, one of them euthanizes a bunch of the cats after they become too old to pet. Too um, old to pet. Which is like six goddamn months. Um, right. So these cats, you know, they breed them. They take them right at birth. They start petting them with the general public. And then taking as soon them as to they, malls, as soon as they become bus. too old, they, they take these big cats. And after they're done with the petting time, which is about six months, they go ahead and euthanize them. So they put them in gas chambers. They kill them. and then um, Or shoot them. Or shoot them. That is true. One one facility was shooting them. And then what they, one facility was doing was um, putting them in uh, a, a crematorium so that they couldn't prove that they were euthanizing these cats. Right. It's illegal to, to, to kill a captive tiger in the United States because they're endangered. Right. And the ones that were shooting them were just burying them on these mass properties so that they wouldn't have to... Um, claim that these cats were part of the sanctuary. 
I think you're missing a massive point about the entire show is you're focused on the tigers, which is a big deal. Like, I mean, uh, animal abuse in this country is awful. But if it wasn't for animals, if, if like, tiger, big cats didn't exist, these dickheads would glom onto something fucking else. It's not, the show isn't necessarily about, like, yeah, it's a pretty big problem, but, like, these fucking assholes are so broken as humans that they would be, uh, without big cats, they would be doing something else. It would be white supremacy or fucking, uh, uh, like, anti-vaxxing or something of that nature. These people are a goddamn problem, and I'm super glad that the FBI has files on all of them. <laughs> I agree, especially with the... Uh the guy who came in to invest in Joe Exotic's zoo mm -hmm. and um, they found out that he was sneaking tiger cubs into hotels in Las Vegas to get babes. To get hot chicks to pet them. So the babes would come in, pet these tigers, hey, and then him and his and wife would you have wanna, the sex with them. You want to touch a tiger and then touch my wiener? <sighs> yeah, and he like, was a gross fucking fucker. Loser. He looked like a toad. He was gross. Ugh. Okay. He looks like the total guy that you look at and go, oh, no, you have the STDs. A uh, flat biller. He's, he's a total flat biller. Uh, with a handkerchief underneath his hat. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Yeah, he's dumb. And he was gross. Uh, moving on. Uh, so two recommends from uh, Jackie and I and Tiger King. Uh, let's talk about Knives Out, Sam. I want to start with you. You'll find me at the terminus of Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> Those truffle pages dig around. What? Knives Nobody's Out starring uh, Anna DeArmas, uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, who else we got in this? Jamie thing? Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Captain America. Uh, Don Johnson. Uh, quite the ensemble cast. There was a couple other ringers in there as well that I'm blanking on. Who that? Oh, uh, Tony Collette. She's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, the guy from uh, Thank You for Noticing. Thank you for noticing. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Thank you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Eeyore. Eeyore. Is it? Eeyore. The detective Eeyore. Yeah. I think it was me. No, uh, he was a detective. Sam, what, do you, what did you think about uh, Knives Out? I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Why would you think you wouldn't have liked it? Because I haven't liked Ryan Johnson's movies a lot up until then. Okay, name name some other movies uh, by Ryan Johnson that you didn't like. Uh, I was not in love with Brick like everybody else was his first movie. Okay, which I haven't a seen that thing. That when I was down there, it was like a huge deal. Um, and then I really hated the obviously his Star Wars was an abomination. <laughs> Is it a future episode of Sneaker Madness, Sam? Maybe, but yeah, if right. the there is a future episode, the last one is probably going to go first. Okay, all right, all right. All so right. which one did he direct? Uh, Attack of the uh, Skywalker. No, he did... Uh, Return the... of the Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, those are not <laughs> names, but that's cool. Whatever. The, uh, episode eight? Is that what we're... Rise of Skywalker? Is that what it is? No, he didn't do Rise of Skywalker. He did the one before that. Attack of Skywalker. <laughs> what the fuck is it called? Skywalker's coming to dinner. <laughs> A funny thing happened on the way to Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that darn Skywalker. <laughs> uh oh, Sonya has discovered Sam on the screen again. <laughs> She doesn't like that he's talking about Skywalker. <laughs> uh, whatever that one was fucking called. I can't re goddamn the remember. The middle one in the new yeah, trilogy. Right, right, right. Okay. Which I, ultimately isn't, is, they're all crap. So I thought whatever. that was the best one, actually. Not, and not best as in, like, good. Just the, like, yeah, all, all the Star Wars are bullshit. This is the one that I'm having the most fun with. Well, because they went Megaforce. They went Megaforce. Yeah, that's, I'm still... I'm going to go ahead and after Knives Out, and Brick was decent. It just wasn't for me. Uh -huh. uh, I, I tip my hat to the Mega Force. Right, right, absolutely. So but Knives Out, let's get back, round back Knives to Knives Out. I, I liked Knives Out a lot. I just thought that there was one really thing that, that and I don't want to, if you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to or anything, but there's a point where you're like, 
I'm pretty sure that's a plot hole. And I mm-hmm. don't like plot holes in movies that are being that smart, say. Right. Especially in whodunits. Because if yeah, you have you a, a have plot it. hole in a whodunit, then the whole fucking whodunit actually can't have done it sometimes. No. Chris Evans was fucking fantastic. He was great. He was Everyone, great. you know, and honestly, I thought that the thing with, uh, what is his name? Uh, Dan Craig. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to work, and it did. So that's real good. Uh, but I thought Chris Evans stole the show. I did too. I did too. And I, and at the same time, like I, I truly think that Anna Diarmas is like maybe underrated and how good of a job she does. Yes, she's a smoke show, but like I also think she's a really great actress. Like the whole thing in uh, Blade Runner was her. The entire yeah. she stole the goddamn movie, and obviously her character's point was to steal the movie. But uh, y- you know, like is somebody who is is kind of like an up and comer as her. That role probably normally would have gone to somebody say of ScarJo's like glitz and glam. Uh, it went to her, and she fucking knocked it out of the park. And I think that she did a great job in uh, in uh, Knives Out as well. I think everybody really honestly did. Um, but I all agree with you that Chris Evans and Daniel Craig were the two uh, to the, the big wow. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Jackie? I actually, hold on. My wow wasn't the Chris Evans. My wow was that Don Johnson showed up and got it done. Well, I didn't think he was going to do that. Well. Good. We got we got something else to talk about coming up that has Don Johnson in it. So hold your uh, hold your breath on that because I know you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, what the fuck? Don Johnson's a big deal again, huh? Cool. It the second one? No, we'll get to uh, just. All right. Well, my big wow for this movie was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's she great, was man. a super ball buster, yeah. and I loved it. She was good as well, and I, I just I, I love that woman. I do too. God damn, she is just so. Every time she takes a role, she understands the role, she does the role, and you're like, yeah, there is no fucking disputing that this woman knew what the fuck she was doing. Right, like even in in um uh Halloween, the yeah. remake that she was in, it was a turd, but she sh- when she shows up, she's just Laurie Strode again. You're absolutely right about that. Like she didn't complain about how dumb the script was and about her big like, oh, she's going to get a mega gun and start blowing fucking Michael Myers away, and she do- then she doesn't get to. She doesn't complain about it. She just did her goddamn job. Yeah. She she is a fucking professional. Yeah. And every time I watch her in anything I've ever watched her in, uh, she embraces that character, and she does the job. It's not about, like, oh, this movie's going to flop, or this movie's going to be great. She does the very best job she can for that character. And, she, and I loved her in this one, especially when she's out on the back porch and at the end with her dad's letter and she lights it up with the cigarette lighter. Spoilers. And then she does something that we don't get to see on screen. You could just say that she is a stone cold bitch, in, in, which is not her thing usually. Yeah, and, and she is nothing but business in this movie and she's she a- fucking <laughs> sells it and I loved yeah, she, it. She's a great bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, I like. I, She's a ball buster in you, this movie, and rank, I loved it. You rank the all-time biggest bitches. They're like good at being a mega bitch, like Glenn Close. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep's a pretty good bitch. Um, you know who else we Kathy got? Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Oh, is a yeah. great bitch. She um, is super cool. Now Jamie Lee Curtis gets to enter that uh, rank of like, damn lady, <laughs> that was a damn good bitch. I don't know. Kathy Bates, I, I'm going to agree with Sam, is one of the ones that you watch every performance that she does and you're like, oh, you believe it. You believe it that she would stab you with a fucking knife in the Civil War in New Orleans that she did uh, for the TV show American Horror Story. You believe that she would knock somebody's uh, ankles out as part of the uh, Stephen King misery. misery. And, I mean, everything she does, you do not question it. That is the person that she is at the time. And she absorbs it. And I love her. If Jamie Lee can uh, really exploit her golden years, uh, she could enter the ranks of all three of those ladies in my top five four best actresses of all time. Mm. Uh, so Sam do on knives, knives out. Oh yeah. It's a do. 
Yeah, me too. I'll give it a do as well. Uh, I'm a little closer to, eh, but uh, it was enjoyable. Just like I, the, recommending a whodunit is always tricky. Yeah, I, I think there was a number of other things that really worked for me. And one of them was the music was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was good. It was I good. think mm-hmm. you could show up just for that score. It wasn't as good as not, as Firecracker, though. Gotta admit that. <laughs> no, it was much better. I was Sam. It was much better. All right, moving on. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple here that uh, I watched on the plane to Hawaii. Uh, we are going to talk about Hawaii at some point, probably not this episode. Um, but uh, I watched Bombshell on the plane. I think Jackie watched Bombshell as well with uh, Margot Roby and uh, Nicole Kidman and who? Charlize. Charlize. Uh, Charlize was fucking great, Sam. I hate to tell you, she was goddamn good. Better than she did in Anne Flux? Uh, uh, better than she did in uh, Reindeer Games. Really? Yeah, better than she did in... Um, I, I'm running out of uh, shitty Charlize Theron movies because it's all they're all shit. <laughs> but no, she was fucking great as Megan Kelly. Uh, it was like it was a transformation. It was honestly as good. At, well, I fuck, dude. I don't know. I I like I'm the Christian Bale guy right now, but like it was pretty good. I'm gonna compare it to Christian Bale in the Cheney movie. Uh, it was it was really good. She was. I mean, the movie's not really good. Uh. She was fucking great in it, though. She she stole the show for sure. John Lithgow was also very John Lithgow good was very in this good. movie. Yep. I mean, I I think if we're gonna talk about the top two, those are the top two yeah. to watch during right. this movie. And right. although it was slightly entertaining, um, it made me mad, which I think that the movie is supposed to, because as well, a female, I, it's like, think? oh God, fuck you, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Uh, and th- those are the feelings that I had when I was watching this movie on the plane. And it's lucky that Justin was sitting right next to me because on the other side of me was a young gentleman that I just wanted to punch in the fucking face. Sure. And so you were on an airplane. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. on an airplane and I was fucking mad. And I was like, I had to take it out on somebody. I'm not taking it out on Justin. Here's this unlucky bastard. And then he had to go pee. So then it was like, all right, fine. I had to stand up and all that aggression left. So um, it does make you angry. This movie makes you If you don't know anything angry. about it. If you don't know anything about Roger Ailes, then yes, it will make you angry. My reaction was, I already knew all this shit because yeah. I fucking hate Fox News. I fucking hate it. Um, but uh, so I already knew that Roger Ailes was a massive piece of shit. I showed up for the acting and uh, I liked it. Uh, the acting, but as far as the movie, if you already know everything about um, that scumbag, then you're not, you, you, there's nothing to show up for, really. And ladies, I just want to say as a public announcement, if you are being sexually harassed at work, record that shit and fucking file a lawsuit. Yeah. Do not do put that. up with that do, shit. Do, it is not that. worth a promotion in that company because it will never change. It will always be the same. Find a new place. Maybe maybe I'm an idiot, but I thought that was obvious now. Like, Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I'm supporting it. Okay, good job. Uh, moving on. Uh, I watched this by myself. I'm going to be very quick about it. Uh, uh, wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, I really fucking liked it, not just because of the subject matter. Uh, it surprised me. It is not the movie that I thought it was going to be where uh, I thought it was just going to be a biopic about uh, Mr. Rogers. It is not that. Mr. Rogers isn't even the goddamn main character. It's not about him. I was shocked. And there's some pretty serious directing choices that were made in this where I was like, what is happening right now? Um, I highly recommend uh another a beautiful day in the neighborhood, not just because American goddamn treasure Tom Hanks is in it, uh, who did a fantastic job, but because it is like I I like I gave it an eight. It's not like you know holy shit movie of the year, but man, there were some bold choices taken in that film. Did he do as good of a job in that as he did getting infected by COVID nineteen? Too soon. <sighs> I hate you. So he's fine now. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, he says he's doing okay. Too uh, soon? Too soon. It's definitely too soon. Sam, we're going to get to uh, another show that you haven't seen. <laughs> sure. 
sure. <laughs> but uh, we're... I can talk about Perry Mason later. I've been watching a lot of that. <laughs> you really can't tell what's going to happen. Last night, the skipper ended up being the bad guy. I was like, the skipper? No. I can see. I can see where that would be disturbing. Kind of like when you watch Murder, She Wrote. Mm, mm. And uh, you had some twists. Yeah. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. Three dudes from Stinker Madness. Um, The Watchmen. The HBO show, The Watchmen, because we're steadily getting further and further and further away from it. And I do want to talk about it because it's not something that we've brought up on the podcast. But speaking of Don goddamn Johnson, Sam, uh, kiss my ass knives out. Watch The Watchmen. Um, Not just for Don Johnson, but like when he shows up in the first episode, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Don Johnson's in this. And then two seconds later, after I realized, hey, that's Don Johnson, I was like, Fuck, Don Johnson's killing it. What the shit is happening in this television show? Don Johnson sucks, right? I guess no. not. He doesn't suck. No, I guess he does. He's just an older actor. Don't be a dick. Name something else that Don Johnson... It's not because he's old, Jackie. Dude, it's he... because Miami Vice blows ass. Dude, he was and in... And that fucking uh, uh, him and Cheech doing that dumb show, that blew ass. Dude. Nash Bridges was amazing. It blew yeah. ass. <laughs> And, you know, the thing is, is that he was an 80s guy. No, he was in an 80s show. That doesn't make him an 80s guy. Uh, uh, fucking David Hasselhoff is an 80s guy. Don Johnson was just in a show that took place in the 80s and was iconic. But that doesn't make him an 80s guy. He did a bunch of shit other than that. He, well, I think the thing with Don Johnson is, is that he skated on looks for a long time. Yeah. And now he's able to do that again. But at the same time, he's gone... He's transcended. He's doing some acting because he's really fucking funny in Django. Oh, that's I didn't right. see that coming. Like his 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 scene in Django was yeah. one of the was one of the gems that's in that whole movie. Right, I forgot about Django. Yeah, okay. Uh, so wad up everything I just said. Uh, shove it up your butt because we're all out of toilet paper, and then pluck it in the toilet and plug that thing up because I just use your wand garbage. bidet. Right, right. Possibly <laughs> kill yourself. Justin's Don Johnson gets bidet. Um, No, he's great in The Watchmen. And I can't uh, praise that show enough. Um, I know Jackie's never read the uh, the original work by... Um, this has been Alan Moore. Oh, God damn it. I was just going to say uh, that I've been blanking on the last name. I kept saying Alan Hanks. Alan Hanks and Dave Gibbons. I can't believe I can remember the artist. Ryan right Gibbons. Here. No, it's Dave Gibbons. Yeah, I got to pee right. really bad. Dave Gibbons used to draw the uh, Green Lantern for a lot of years too. That was actually one of my favorite Green Lanterns is when Gibbons was drawing it. Yeah, Gibbons is great. Yeah, I, I just I thought that it like I I don't know where you're at on the movie, Sam. Uh, I I think that of all the uh, not Brian Singer, the other asshole. Um, Zach Braff. Snyder. Snyder. Um, I, I think you, of all his works, you like that one pretty good. Is that correct? Snyder? Um, yeah, I like Watchmen pretty well. I have watched 300 enough that I actually kind of appreciate it for what it is. Sure. Sure. Um, and well, But at the same I really, really, really liked the director's cut or the extended cut anyway of Dawn of Justice. I know most people don't, but <laughs> it, I thought it was... I actually like that one better than 300. Okay. Um, I don't... I, yeah. I want to round... I'm okay with Snyder, right? I, I'm not like... I don't love him, but he's, for the most part better than some of these other assholes. Well, how did you think that like as an adaption or an adaptation, sorry, uh, adaption is what uh, happens uh, to my boner sometimes. Um, what it ha huh. is, well, you know, it adapts it, it, you know, it was like, Hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I'm in rice now. <laughs> As far as an adaptation, how did you think he handled it? I, the whole, you know, you never really know what decisions are made by who, but I thought that the adaptation of The Watchmen, especially sort of what they cut out, say, mm -hmm. from the graphic novel, 
was a very good choice for the movie at the time that it was released. Yeah, okay. I thought that that it was a very strong adaptation that held the spirit of the original and took out things that would have been not well-received by a mass audience. Well, my point being is that I feel like there's the there's going to be this inevitable discussion when uh, the Watchmen series is complete, and God knows when that's going to happen because they've opened up a whole new can of worms with what they've created, is comparing those two pieces of work as far as which is more faithful to the original uh, the original work, which I think, honestly, and I, I mean this in the most sincerest way, I've always felt this since the first time I read it, is that uh, the Watchmen is... Uh, a it belongs as a classical piece of li- classical piece of literature. I think if you're going to talk about the Watchmen, though, in terms of its impact and the messages, social relevance, you have to really put Gibbons in there because oh, I read the manuscript, which is unpunctuated block form for pages, and a lot of that Gibbons changes expands on and makes digestible mm-hmm. like he the job that he did drawing that thing with what he got is completely amazing oh absolutely i, I completely and he's telling a lot of the story with those actually yeah. he's telling the thousand words with one picture right. every Most time important right? part of the story yeah um my point being is that what snyder did in the film uh is and it is a fairly faithful adaptation minus one giant piece that I think everybody knows what's being talked about. Um, uh, it's fairly faithful. Uh, even some of the imagery, some of the shouts out to Gibbons. Um, but what HBO has done in their series is they have, uh, uh, it's not an adaptation. This is an entirely new, uh, it's a sequel, um, without Alan Moore and without Dave Gibbons uh, 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 being involved. And I think that that's even more of a challenge to be faithful as faithful to the uh, original source material as the movie. And they did it. It's it's e- maybe even more faithful, more on point, more on the nose, not just because the thing that was taken out of the movie is put back in the show uh, uh, or not put back in because I don't think it's a sequel to the movie. I think it's just a sequel to the graphic novel, which is its whole new can of worms is it like we've never done that before i sure. i just think it's fucking cool i love it and i'm i like i am standing on uh, a table and applauding hbo for what they have done with the watchmen and i cannot wait and i recommend it to everyone i i think that a lot of the people that probably worked on it are familiar enough with the source material that maybe it wasn't as hard as you think because some of the writers probably have been digesting their ideas and what they really wanted, like, oh, but overanalyzing it for so long that they're like, I wonder if they even thought about these different directions or whatever they're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. But when you give a fan that's a good writer time to really digest things, and I think that's one of the things that Star Wars has done completely wrong, right? is not giving it to the right writers. Uh you end up with this thing that's not just faithful, but it's an expansion of the original ideas. Whereas I would probably agree with maybe what you were getting at in the film Watchmen. There's a great reduction of those ideas mm-hmm. just to make it into a single movie. Right, right. It, like it's it's two and a half hours long. Whereas if you really went with it, you're talking about a six hour miniseries. It's got to be a mini series, right? Right. Yeah, and I really like the Watchmen, and but at the same time, this is now the podcast listeners are getting into an age old debate between you and I on Dark Knight Returns versus Watchmen because they're one right after the other, and the main bomb that's dropped is the same bomb, essentially. Essentially, and that I really like the Watchmen a lot. But I fucking love Dark Knight Returns. Mm. So that's my big one that I'm like, if you only read one graphic novel in your fucking life, read Dark Knight Returns, which the podcast listeners should also know Justin (laughs) gave me for Christmas one year. Yay for me. 
Uh, I, I'm going to say, I, I'd like to weigh in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You watched so, it. So, The Watchmen, I had no idea um, really what it was about. I, I watched the original movie, The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. The original a, movie. <laughs> well, the the movie, The Watchmen, uh, some time ago. So, I, I wasn't very familiar with the comic book I think, series. I think we watched it in like 2012 or something. Yeah, it had been a few years. So, it was one of those movies that you watch it, and all you remember is a big blue dong. Right. And that people die. Yeah. And But you don't really remember too much other than that. Yeah. And so, when I started watching this series, I I really had to ask Justin a lot about what the fuck was going on. You you and, did ask me that, and but he would you be didn't like, have to. You and he would be like, to. just wait, they're going to explain it. And they did. And... That was invaluable for somebody like me who has never really followed the comic book series or uh, really been a big fan um, because it made me it made it easier for somebody like me to understand. And I really super liked the um, the HBO series. But I will say as a loser, because I'm sure that most of you think that I am a loser for saying this. Um, I really wanted to see more of the original the Watchmen. And, <laughs> well, yeah, Blue Dong, too. I do like Dong, Sam. You're right. Um, <laughs> Where's the dog? Where's the dog? Um, but I, I will say that I... I wanted more superheroism and not so much of this backstory oh, that then you're, built up. Yeah, you're and in the I'm wrong really thing, honey. I'm really hoping that the next season that they put out, um, they end the season, spoiler alert, with her trying to no, block. No, no, no spoilers on oh, that. Yeah, okay. Too. Never mind. Yeah, that's too big but of a deal. But the, the the way that they end the episode, the the series um, kind of makes me believe that we will get more into the superhero, yeah, I, natural I, I aspects don't, I don't of think things. That's gonna happen, and I'm kind of hoping it goes that way because it, it, that's what I think about when I think about the Watchmen, and not necessarily then you're the, in the series that was you're presented. In, you're in the entirely wrong thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that I am, but that's... no, no, no. It's not that you're wrong. You're just asking the wrong thing for it's. It's like asking a gas station. For to play disco, like they, that's not what you go to a gas station for. They do that all the time. Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, but you're not up, there Justin. asking for it, Sam. The Sam's <laughs> like, yeah, but I am. <laughs> you go in there and ask for a pack of smokes, and they then then they play disco, and you're like, God damn it, I should have gotten the Watchmen. And there, there might be a point where she's talking about the backstory and all this that you want more superhero business, but the sort of real disconnect between. The difference between, uh, say, The Dark Knight Returns and The Watchmen is The Watchmen has this element of complete psychopaths trying to be normal people in the only way that they know how, and that's becoming superheroes. Or normal people being forced into being complete psychopaths to to blend in, cultishes. Exactly. Yeah. And that 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 that's something that needs an expansion, and I haven't seen the the bulk of it yet. But that's the key difference between Dark Knight Returns and and the Watchmen. Yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. But I, I I'm maybe I'm need clarification on what you're asking for when you say superhero stuff. Are you talking about like the Avengers? Are you wanting uh, guys punching guys and like uh, a classic story of like? This guy is the villain because he's a villain, and this guy's the good guy because he's got the American flag on him. Is that what you're talking about? Or uh, no, I'm talking about like the original movie where okay, then yeah, um, I would go the back one to- guy is trying to rape the other one, yeah, and then. and uh, why do you? Need I, that? I would like to have a flashback. Why do you need of that? the original um, and some montages? Yeah, but why? some of the oh, watcher the Watchmen because that is what. I have grown up with that. That is what I have seen as the average viewer, and so you were when like I look at this, when that came out, yeah, you, we just said that you watched it in 2012. You grew up with it. What the hell are you talking about? I, I didn't. Did I say that? You said that's oh, the Watchman I grew up with. But that's the Watchman <laughs> that I know. Okay, right? then go back and watch that. Why and, do you need to so, see something you've already seen? I and I was disappointed with that one because it starts off with the death of a happy face guy, right? And I was like, what the fuck? Like the comedian? Who now the I'm comedian? Uh, so why about the Watchmen and not know who the fucking comedian is? Oh god damn okay. it. 
I've already got two greyhounds down and I'm drunk and mad. Yep. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So I want to see more of this shit before it goes on to the new shit of. Again, welcome to the first and last Corona soda. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see more of the that shit on the internet. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. I want to see more of the original Jackie. shit before they go into this new shit that I don't have any idea what the fuck is happening. All right, Sam, I'm going to pin her down, and we were going to finish off The Outsider, uh, the Stephen King series. We haven't on finished HBO. it. We were going to finish no, that tonight, but I guess episode, we're fucking watching the goddamn even, Watchmen. <laughs> I haven't even got to my thing yet, which is only going like, to take probably a minute. But okay, whatever. please please change the subject. <laughs> okay, here's the subject. In this edition of Sando Takes On... Ooh. Ooh, that's a Sando nice one. Takes on the idea of speakeasies. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen you here in a while, Sando. What's your game, son? What's the He has word? a salsa can. That's what he has. Get him in here. He's spicy. Because that's what's happening right now is there's speakeasies. There is? Yes. Like and what's in basements or? No, because everything's closing down, uh-huh, so you okay. have to go. If you want to do something that you're not supposed to do, you got to go to a speakeasy. What's the thing you're not supposed to do? Because back the speakeasy is about drinking booze when you're not supposed to. Yeah, I'm exactly. lonely. The speakeasy. Yes. What was the first thing that got shut down? Gyms. They right. have speakeasy. Gyms God damn it! Now. Oh no! <laughs> and it's gonna spread. Everything's Secret gonna gym. be a speakeasy. Really. Oh, buddy, Doug's got a huge shed in his his backyard. We can throw a lot of iron in that thing, but you got to have the password, which is obviously swordfish. Right, of course. <laughs> uh, what's the first rule? Don't talk about ben- bench press? Well, don't tell the cops. <laughs> Second rule is don't talk about bench press? <laughs> no, it's don't tell the cops again. And then also don't sneeze on me. Fuck. <laughs> and wipe down your goddamn machine. Yeah, wipe down your goddamn machine. They didn't do that before coronavirus. Thing. No, this could be a huge deal for gyms because people are going to start wiping down their shit finally. I don't think they will, Sam. <laughs> no, they're not going to. They're going to sweat all over each other and like, oh, I'm sorry. Even though this is a speakeasy gym and there's only supposed to be five of us in here. I really want to touch your muscles. Right, right. How many? I like them so much. How many mirrors do you have in your speakeasy? I got I to gotta make sure that you got enough mirrors for me to sit there and shout at myself while I'm lifting 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the sound? Dude, have you ever, like, I know that you went to a gym where actual, like, people that wanted to get ripped uh, went to. But, like, if you go to a public gym, like, say the Y and uh you know there's there's chicks in there or like say a 24-hour fitness there's chicks in there and they're on the tread machine and you know they got the yoga butt and whatever dudes will come in and then work out right behind them in front of all the mirrors and just yell constantly with low amounts of weights like these (laughs) did you or sam ever do that every that's who i'm talking about we did it together. Yeah. No, he didn't. He lifted weights like a normal person. I knew it. No, seriously, it's a it's a thing, Jackie. It's, no, it's, it's a thing, and also peacocking. There's there's something to it. It's it sucks. Mm. It's the like gym? the tennis the grunt, right? It's right. the tennis grunt. Like yeah. you can't hit the ball without it, right? Honestly, you can hit the t- ball without it, but every once in a while, you need to grunt. It's just not every <laughs> fucking time, people. You know, friend of the program, Roman, he would yell at me when I was on the bench. You got one more. Oh, yeah. That yeah. No, that's he, that's fine. That's that's I know. But then he'd yell, let me hear it, because when you're starting to struggle and he knows that you're on your last one, then you do your like last throw out and you're like, Rah! and then yeah. you actually like push it up real fast. But then once it gets up there, you're like, oh, God, if this fucker comes down, I'm going to get strangled. But then he'll grab it from you and then put it down like. That's what you're doing. Oh, and then you like bro five and you're like, oh, we're in a gym and this sucks. Yeah, you got to do Rambo when he's on the 50 cal uh, when you're pushing your last one. But these are these are guys that are just like, hey, ladies, what do you think about this? It's 20 pounds, dude. You're doing a curl with 20 pounds. I'm thinking How many of those are you going to do? Crap. 30. Well, the people that are going uh, to the speakeasy uh, are uh, 
the people that are going to the speakeasies are hardcores. They're like, there's serious iron being thrown around in dark places right now. Okay. See, right. and I'm thinking hemorrhoid town. You're dating one of those guys. You are putting a text medicated pad on their asshole like every other night. You're like, it's okay, baby, that you can't get a heart on because I got to put this text medicated pad on your butthole because now you got a hemorrhoid the size of Los Angeles. Well, he's that makes have no to sense do that scientifically. Anyways. We've we've all got the hemorrhoids because we don't have any toilet paper, so you know it, it goes around. It's not about the toilet paper. Well, it's no, about how hard you no, poop. Right, we don't have any toilet paper, so we've just got dried up buttholes because we're using uh, 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 notebooks to wipe our buttholes and and printer paper. So you're gonna get the hemorrhoid on there anyway. So just you know, it's all it's all good. If you got a hemorrhoid, uh, own it. Uh, lean into that hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah, that uh, all women's power book. <laughs> Lean into it. I'm an executive that can afford a chef and a babysitter. Lean into it. Okay. Fuck you, bitch. All right, we got to wrap this shit up, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our first Corona sode. Uh, we'll try to keep it uh, a little more on the rails next time. We're gonna we'll try see. to keep it on the rails next time. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm, I'm not gonna bring up the Watchmen. We're gonna try to keep it on the rails. I'm not gonna bring up the Watchmen subjects that I was gonna talk about. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna keep it on the rails. I'm gonna VPNs be like, Woo, Jeremiah, thanks for writing in. Go, Sam. VPNs to free porn. That's a relevant subject. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, how to douse yourself in alcohol before you get into a wrestling match. Of course. Right. Uh, which are good family lessons that we need to provide. Um, Jackie, it's your pick on Sunday, or, well, I guess Monday, uh, for the podcast episode, uh, the movie episode. What movie are we choosing? Well, you're right. I was going to say I see you. But... I really super want to do the Ghoulies 4. Ghoulies 4 now streaming on Amazon Prime. So check out Ghoulies 4. You do not need to watch the uh, 1 through 3 to partake. Um, But if you want to, please go right ahead because they're all great. Um, So check that out and uh, come back to us on Monday. In the meantime, get to the chopper.